I am thankful for the life that I have. I am thankful for the opportunities. I will always appreciate the little things and I will not quit no matter what, no matter how hard it is, I will not quit. Welcome to the Join Podcast. We're going to begin with our first segment. Oh, I like that, Join. So um, I actually did listen to music this week. Her dropped her album last. I think it dropped on Friday. So um, I have been listening to that. So that's my, oh, I like this song for this week. Um, her new album. It's called Back of My Mind. She has a lot of the, a lot of um, singles that we already heard. Like Damage is on there. A lot of the singles is already on there. Oh, okay. I didn't even know she had a new album. I didn't hear nothing about it. So. Really? Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, um, I think I was listening to Joe Button, and that, that was my reminder. But um, I think it came out on Friday last week. Yeah. Okay. My oh, I like that during this week is food because y'all know I'm greedy. <laughs> but um, I had discovered, so I was craving some bread, which is so bad, from Texas Row House. So I was like, oh my God, I want some bread. So I went online and I looked up like a little mock recipe or whatever. And they were saying to, um, they were like, make some honey, what did they say? Some honey cinnamon butter. And I was like, I don't feel like making that. But somebody in the comments said that they sold it at Kroger. So I went to Kroger and I got some honey cinnamon butter and some Hawaiian rolls. I put the Hawaiian rolls in the air fryer. Wait, but was honey... these but was these the regular Hawaiian rolls or the butter Hawaiian rolls? No, the regular Hawaiian rolls. Oh, okay. And I put that honey cinnamon butter on it. Oh my God. It, it do taste just like Texas Roll House, if not better. Because Hawaiian rolls in itself is good. So Hawaiian rolls. Yeah, Hawaiian rolls toasted. Or like warmed up, especially the devil, the <laughs> whole devil. Yeah. yeah. So um, that's that's what I've been eating, which is not good. But you gotta treat yourself sometimes. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I used to have a craving for um Bertucci rolls, mm-hmm. and then is that the one where they serve that garlic that oil? Yeah. Girl. And those rolls and those rolls come out fresh. And when I used to work in Delaware, I used to go to Bertucci to get rolls for lunch. And it was like two dollars and some change for the rolls because the rolls were like you know really cheap. And with the oil, mm, mm, the devil. Yeah, that is the devil. Did you ever used to put Parmesan cheese in the oil? Oh, when I was. When I'm in, I think when you're there, you have that option. Oh, okay. like to go, they just give it to you in like a little cup in the oh, refrigerator. Okay. I think it's already in there though, because I think it's in a refrigerator. Okay. So, what did Amazon make you buy this week? <laughs> so, Amazon literally was just here. <laughs> My waffle maker just came. And my stylus for my iPad just came. So, and it was prom week. So I also, yesterday, I had um, the LED lights that I bought for Ava came. And while I was literally writing out my notes for the podcast about the LED light, lights, she walks in the room with the LED lights all tangled up. Oh my God. <laughs> so she's been wanting LED lights forever. So I would get them from Five Below, but Five Below only had like three feet of LED lights, right? Mm-hmm. So then when I was on Amazon, they had like 60 feet. What? Yeah, it came in like this roll where you, whereas though you can put it all around the perimeter of your room. So, and it was only like 14 bucks. So I got it. 
and then the box came and then I was like I told her to go downstairs and get the box and then she handed it to me she was like what is it? I'm like oh this is um a gift for myself I wasn't sure what it was you know Amazon boxes come you don't know what it is so I opened it and then I handed her she was so hyped but so wait kept- the ones that she had tangled was her old ones no these was the ones that I just gave her oh because it it has like a sticker so it has like the um the plain white paper that you take off so that the sticker sticky part is exposed so i don't know what she did i had to untangle it i felt like we was about to play double dutch the way i had to untangle all that well be careful with them because i know my boyfriend's son bought something our electric bill went way higher from them LED lights, which they say. Oh, really? They yeah. real little, though. The one she got is real little. I don't know which ones he got, but he had them in his room and in the bathroom. And oh. um, like, like you said, like around the perimeter of the room. And the electric bill, I'm like, why is the electric bill so high? Does he have them on like all day? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You she, know, they, she, um, but but no, because they supposed to be energy. I don't know. But oh I no know no it, no. Yeah, hers has like a remote control to it. Yeah, but I know as soon as we told him that, like, no, like you got to take them off. The electric bill went back to the normal price. That's crazy. It is. So yeah. Well, I bought a lot of stuff from Amazon, but. The best thing that I bought so far was these. So I a while ago, one of my friends had told me about these 1,400 count thread sheets that was on sale at Macy's. They regularly $129.99, but they was on sale for $40. So I bought these sheets. When I tell you, it felt like you was laying on something magnificent, girl. 1,400 is a lot. Yeah. So then... Because we upgraded our bed, I said, let me see, can I get the king size ones? But Macy's, they wasn't on sale no more. But I went on Amazon, on, they was on sale. So I had, they was a little more, they was $50. But they king. Right. So I, I got them same sheets for $49.99. Oh, that's so I'm excited. Yeah. And something I didn't really appreciate until I became an adult is some good sheets and some good towels yeah (laughs) i like i like um jersey sheets too like the jersey material sheets okay yeah because that means it's still inexpensive but it's more like a you know sweat sweatsuit material kind of yeah since i have sensitive skin like certain ones would feel just so rough on my skin Mm-hmm. But um, this is my first time experiencing fourteen hundred thread. Oh, count. big baller! <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> so I was big like, baller. Hey. so yeah. So our next segment is this issue cool segment. Um, that's where we talk about wellness and how to maintain your mental health. So for the last week. I've been trying to find a publisher for my book, but everybody that I potentially had was flaking on me. I don't know what that's about. Cause I was trying to stick with like all black women. Like I had a black editor. So I wanted to get a black woman publisher, but I think I'm going to work on self-publishing it myself. Um, so I just been, Working on my book, using my affirmations. My affirmations have helped me, you know, get through a lot. So, yeah. So with the self-publishing, you just have to find a printer, right? Yeah. Yeah, a printer. Or, like, online, they have um, different companies that, you know, you send your information and they print it for you. But it has to already be formatted. Okay. Yeah. So, but they have, excuse me, different um, sites like Canva. It was a whole bunch of different ones. 
So it's just a matter of getting, doing like your research and finding like what's the best option for you. That's it. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, Canva is the site that I was telling you I used um, that I had the monthly thing when I was making some of the images for the podcast. Um, Yeah. For me personally, I do feel like, I feel like I'm overwhelmed a lot and I really need to sort out my thoughts and be more clear in regards to like things that I need to accomplish um so last week with working both of my jobs at the same time it was a lot and so you know I've decided I have to let one of the jobs go so um I waiting I'm waiting to hear back from my part-time job um in regards to a full-time role and if that doesn't come through I gotta let it go okay well we're going to be sending up some prayers and some positive energy that everything works out and yeah. what God has for you is for you. <laughs> right. Yeah, I got to clear that plate. I mean, I know I'm greedy and all, but I, I got to clear that plate because I, I, I don't like feeling. I don't know if everyone, that's the thing, like, you don't know if everyone thoughts are the same as yours because I feel like when I have so much to do, it feels like my brain is just so crowded with things. So it's like, it's a mental note here, a mental note there, a mental note here to do this, that, and the other. So it's just so many things I feel like that I have to get accomplished. So I hate that feeling. Yeah, it's overwhelming. Yeah. And it's like, then on top of that, when I'm done work stuff, I still got to do home stuff. So it's like, no, yeah, I, I can't. It's too much. But um, I mean, besides that, I'm I'm doing better this week, I guess. But um, I still haven't made my pedicure appointment. <laughs> <laughs> I went on there. It's like I keep going on the site to make it, but it's like the times that I want. It's never, it's never an option. Uh, well, listen. Yeah, I might have yeah. to go like next week in the middle of the week, in the middle of the day. Ava does start summer camp on Monday. So maybe I'll go like, I was trying to see if I can get maybe a lunchtime thing. Where do you go? Where, where I went last. <laughs> where um, are you trying to make an appointment at? Brown sugar. Oh, okay. 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 Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think there is, I think there may be another, but I knew it was, I think they closed though. Like that's the thing. I, I need to do better with knowing where all the black salons are. I know yeah. one of my friends is supposed to be opening one. So when she opens one, then I can probably, she's supposed to be opening one. But oh, when okay. hers is up, then I can definitely go there. But I think she's still um, setting it up. Okay. So, <clears throat> so before we start a topic, I I want to do the horoscope. Um, I know I'm kind of going all out of order, but... <laughs> I'm gonna because Gemini I know they just had their time and it's like you know their time or whatever this is the end of their time so I'm gonna do Gemini today um so for Gemini's career horoscope I have if you aren't doing your job with passion then why do it Today is one of those days in which you should feel inspired to work harder than usual. If you aren't, then maybe you should consider finding new work. Your happiness depends on it. Mm, hear that, Gemini? Uh, <laughs> you know I got a Gemini over here, so. Oh, do you? <laughs> I, got, I got two Geminis over here. Yeah. I honestly, I feel like I don't know any men Geminis. I only know women Geminis. Like Monique, who did our logo, she's a Gemini. And then um, one of my other friends is a Gemini. Um, yeah, you got to be careful with them Geminis because sometimes you don't know who you're going to get. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> no comment. Oh, I ain't got that in the second. I'm like, get her internet go on. <laughs> no, I'll have nothing to say about that yo okay uh for gemini health as you begin listening to your body you will begin to have more control over your appetite and your emotional responses 
self-knowledge breeds self-control. One of the most important ways to make sure you are taking care of your body is to get adequate, adequate rest. On especially busy days when you feel pulled in many directions, it's crucial to calm your mind before going to bed. A hot bath with drops of lavender oil is a wonderful way to accomplish mental and physical relaxation. Okay, then I have love, love for Gemini. Today's astral configuration may help you to formulate a workable plan for the future. Rather than finding yourself totally mesmerized by the thought of what is to come, if you are right at the start of a very promising relationship, then you will need to think carefully about where you want it to go. This in turn means in-depth discussion with the one you love. Mm. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) No comment. Interesting, honey. Interesting. You got to hit this join up where we highlight a small business. Um, This week, we're going to highlight She's So Sweet Treats. She's So Sweet Treats is based out of Atlanta, Georgia. It is a bakery. Um, She does everything from cakes to banana puddings to cookies, but she also specializes in theme. She'll do like your whole, if you want cookies, cake, like whatever you want for your whole like event, she'll um, do it all. And um, not only do the cakes look good, because you know how some cakes look good, but don't taste good. Yes. But they look good and they taste good. It'd be like sometimes they be too pretty to eat. But um, so her IG is she underscore so underscore sweet underscore treats on Instagram. She's so sweet on Facebook. And again, like I said, she's serving Alina in a surrounding area so make sure y'all check her out on instagram and facebook and also if you are a small business or a small owned black woman business make sure you know you email us so that we can highlight your business at the join pod at gmail.com next we're going to go into our listener letter and that's where we uh read a listener letter that we got through our email so this the letter this week is from Cynthia and shout out to her she was the third person to send in um, a listener letter to us so her letter reads hey ladies I listened to the first episode you did it you two sounded like you were having so much fun I can't wait to see what's to come request can you bring on Black-owned winemakers or discuss or review Black-owned product, Black-owned produced wine? We should be supporting them. My cousin is Molly, <laughs> and she recommended the below. Keep it up. So that's something that we'll explore. We definitely have to do more research on that. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I- and I think um, you know when we do reach out to some of the winemakers or maybe we can do like a black wine tasting, a virtual black black wine tasting. And then like the ones that we like the best, we can try to reach out to them. Yeah, that sounds like a plan. So thank you, Cynthia, for writing in to us. We appreciate your support. We appreciate you listening. But also we want to hear from our other listeners. If you have suggested topics, if you want to know anything about your host, if you want to just, you know, tell us something, make sure you send us an email at thejoinpod at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Yes. Send those letters in everyone. Um, so we're going to go into our topic. Our topic today is going to be about Juneteenth. So we're going to kind of talk about what Juneteenth means to us um, individually, just basically as you know, two black people descendants of enslaved Africans. <laughs> oh, um, Shelia, you can start. So I am going to be honest. Maybe about six or seven years ago is when I first found out about Juneteenth. Um, 
it was actually while I was in grad school and a friend was having a Juneteenth celebration. And I was like, Juneteenth? And they had invited me and I was like, Juneteenth? Um, what's that? And I felt so dumb because she was like, you don't know what Juneteenth is? And I was like, no. Right. And um, she told me she had ended up, she was really nice. She ended up like printing me out like a whole bunch of um, information about it. And um, I went to her um, her event. It was African theme inspired. It actually kind of reminded me of a Kwanzaa celebration. Mm. Um, yeah, it kind of reminded me of a Kwanzaa celebration. And but it was very nice, and everybody came dressed in their you know African um attire or whatever Hmm. but that was my first time experiencing and knowing about Juneteenth so after that and with the research that she had given me and I'm like why didn't I know about this as a black person (laughs) I know Hmm. all this other stuff why am I just hearing about Juneteenth so since then I have made it you know a point to celebrate it and to be a part of it so yeah yeah, I can't even remember how long ago it was when I learned about it. I think I went about, okay, this was before I had my son. So yeah, it wasn't that long ago. It was about four year, four, four or maybe three years ago. I did go to um, the Juneteenth festival that they have in Germantown. Um, so it, it was, it has been no, no more than five years that I've known about Juneteenth. Me personally, I feel like I do need to be more intentional in celebrating the liberation of our people. Um, Yeah, because we celebrated July 4th for all these years. Like this, I mean, this holiday is such a, it's such a hot topic right now, but I also feel like the importance and the significance of it could be diminished because of certain people and certain entities shedding light on it. Um, so with getting prepared for our podcast and us talking about Juneteenth, um, I did want to share some facts. <laughs> so like, for instance, not till like last week, I didn't realize that so okay basically like watching (laughs) watching High on the Hulk I realized like that this was two and a half years that these enslaved people in Texas were still being forced into bondage after Lincoln had signed the proclamation okay so he signed it January and here it was June two years uh, two years later but also I didn't realize that Kentucky and Delaware, they didn't, their, their enslaved people were not free until December yeah. of 1865 because they, that those were two states that did not secede. So they weren't even included in the proclamation. Did not know that. Um, so June, June, June 19th, 1865, is not the last day of, you know, in a, a, a slave, a, a African slave, you know, was here in America, basically. That's just the day that we represent or. Well, that was the day the slaves from Galveston, Texas. Right. So, right. So like even apparently, you know, prior to that, um, other, other country, I mean, other states had their own independent, like, you know, Emancipation Day, they would celebrate. Now, I think another thing is because we were born and raised in Pennsylvania, who who stopped having slaves a long t- time prior to this, I guess, you know, it, it didn't really become a big thing. Um, and maybe that's why we didn't learn about it. But it's just weird that, you know, we can... Even, even like, for instance, even like Cinco de Mayo, you get what I'm saying? Like, yeah. we, 
it's a some it's symbolic, but you know, this is directly correlated to us people who are descendants of enslaved people. So I think that if we teach our children the importance of celebrating the liberation, then, you know, we can not diminish it because, I don't know, I just, <laughs> I just feel like the reality of what actually happened is not really being talked about. Like, right. you know, I it's like- I want people to celebrate Juneteenth the way that they celebrate July 4th. But I even feel like, but I even feel like as black people, we weren't really like, oh yeah, the British let us go, blah, blah, blah. Like when 4th of July came, it was just a way to like have fun No, with but family. I'm saying we get together and we throw these big family cookouts and we want all our family to show up and we put on red, white, and blue. Okay, we could do the same thing for Juneteenth. That's what I'm saying. I'm not saying that we'd be like, oh, the British there. No, but the way that we celebrate and get together, we should keep that same energy for Juneteenth. That's right. But and that's what I'm saying. What I'm saying is like we may get together on the fourth of July, but the importance of that day of what we're actually celebrating is not there. I think the difference is in this holiday, that importance matters i think the reason why the importance will try to be diminished because acknowledging that this is the day that people of african descent who were enslaved in this country were given their freedom you have to admit that white people in this country were enslaving people you know what i mean it's like you got you can't really you have to accept both sides like yeah like as a descendant, I don't, I, I can only imagine how it is like as a descendant of a slave owner, like you're like, yeah, you know, like I feel like the flip is all these people who like were celebrating the Confederate flag. So it's like by them celebrating the Confederate flag, it's like, to me, they're commemorating the times when they owned slaves, you know what I mean? And so it's like, we're saying, hey, Juneteenth, <laughs> this is the day that we're celebrating not being a slave anymore. Right. But I just feel like a lot of people still don't really appreciate the significance of the day. And that's why I really have an issue with them making it a national holiday. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because at the end of the day, this is this is a national holiday. It's kind of like to me an oxymoron because. The country that enslaved people who allowed Africans to be enslaved is now commemorating the ending of that. You know what I mean? Like, well, this is the same country that allowed it to happen. Right. But my thing with them making it a national holiday is people, all the Black people who work at Walmart, retail stores the markets all of that stuff they're not going to have off yeah yeah it's going to be these big corporate american white people who have all right see that and that's that's if they have off because not all companies i mean mlk has been a federal holiday for a long time and i i've had plenty of jobs that did not have off that day yeah i mean not all jobs yeah not all jobs have that day off because so the governor of Georgia said, no, none of y'all state employees. The state employees won't have all. But that's what I'm saying. But it's like, I mean, this is not, it's a sleight of a hand. That's right. what I think it is. It's right. the sleight of a hand where say, yes, we will still allow police officers to murder you in the street. We still will allow them to get away with it. We still will like, but you know what? The least we can do, because this is not costing us anything. The least we can do is say, hey, yeah, we did free the slaves. How many years ago was that? (laughs) Over 150 years ago, 150 years ago. And we're going to say today, yeah, this is a great time to make it a holiday 150 years later. Exactly. Yeah, like, but, and it makes it so with doing like some, you know, research, like there's endless, there's endless information about this era in time. I just feel like when you think of when you were taught American history in school, 
they skip from the Civil War to like World War One. Mm-hmm. Now, what happened from 1865 to like 1900? They don't really talk about that. And it was like not until like a couple of years ago where I even heard about Reconstruction and everything that happened during that time and how that kind of like set everything in motion to where we are today. Right. Um, it, and watching the um, thirteen, watching the thirteenth was like super helpful. Like, I love documentaries um, because it's a way to me. It's a way for you to learn about a lot of things without having to read like eighteen books. Yeah. But um, like, even with researching this, um, it was a report that stated that um, white Texans killed about four hundred black people between eighteen sixty five and eighteen sixty eight. So what happened was even after Juneteenth occurred, they were killing Black people as examples to to basically frighten the other ex-slaves, legally (laughs) ex-slaves, to like not rebel. It's not Mm. really rebelling because they were free. You know what I mean? Like, Like when people, I always, even when I found out about Juneteenth, I was told, well, what I read was that these slaves in Texas didn't know they were free and that they made it seem like the Union soldiers came and then they told them, hey, you're free. But that's not really what happened. They knew they were free. They knew what was happening. But it was more so the general came to speak to the slave owners because they were still enslaving these people illegally. So it's like some people don't realize how dangerous it was to be a slave I don't know why like you know everything is whitewashed so it's like either we gonna kill you or you gonna be a slave mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it's like people don't understand and that's why they didn't really find out until two years later because they was like they wanted no, saying they did know. know no they did know that's the thing they're saying that they knew because like on some slave narratives they were saying they knew that they were free but they especially knew because they was killing other slaves who was like trying to be free like um i thought i heard a high on the hog that he was saying that they didn't know because they were saying a messenger that they sent to tell them had got killed but they don't know if that was true they thought right. that was just what was said and that Right, I read because they wanted them though like the next season was coming, and so they wanted to use them for the harvest. So So, yeah, what I read the other day was that when they were talking to slaves who were alive during that time, and they were interviewing some ex-slaves during that time, they said they knew because I, I mean it makes sense because I mean you're seeing the people around you go off the war and not coming back. And you also um, are being shipped to Texas. And this is what they did. This is what a lot of Southern slave owners did. They sent a lot of their slaves to Texas so that they could try to, I guess, prolong them because they knew they were losing the war. Mm. But they were saying that more so the, the general came to make the announcement on June 19th, more so for the slave owners, not really for the slaves, for the slave owners, because the slave owners wasn't adhering to it. Well, yeah, just a mess. As I said, as I said, they said they killed so many people. And I'm just like, the irony of how gruesome slavery was, it's like, so this person is so valuable that you take out a loan against them, but then it's like some some of them are just by running away is so it's so offensive to you that you murder them. Like, isn't that an asset? Is that an asset or is not? Right. Like so weird. <laughs> I just uh, this whole I don't know them making it a federal holiday is like then some of these emails that I seen. That people posted that they jobs and out. Yeah. Were just so insensitive. And I'm right. just like, what but it all, yeah, and it all boils down to education, us not being told the truth, things being white whitewashed, you know, this big lie of enslaved people, you know, were treated good. Like, what? Um, 
But at the end of the day, it's a lot of misinformation. And the misinformation is being told to generations and generations and generations. You know what I mean? Like even just starting from the the lies we were told about the Native Americans and everything's just discovered America. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Y'all straight debold these people. (laughs) But um I know, like I said, which is reading like the horror is so many horror stories and it's it's traumatizing just to read about it, <laughs> just to know that my ancestors went through all of this is just traumatizing for me just to read it. So I just couldn't imagine the amount of pain it. and yeah. struggle and 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 you know, it's just a lot. <laughs> it's just a lot, just knowing that, you know. People fight and fought in a war. They got free, but then they really didn't get free because, you know, some slave owners still wasn't going to let go. Right. This this quote that I saw said, asking for reparations but getting a national holiday is equivalent to asking for a raise but instead getting a pizza party. Right. Like, yes, we didn't ask for this i'm a seller i was going to celebrate anyway like right that was going to happen once i learned about it and i learned the significant of it significance of it listen i'm going to celebrate anyway but we didn't ask y'all to do this so don't try to make it like oh we're doing this but apparently you know apparently it had been on the docket for a while apparently i think someone did introduce it a while ago um but like even even with crazy trump Last year, he was trying to make it seem like he's the one who um, made it popular. What? (laughs) You just found out about it probably. You're 70 something years old and you just found out about it. Like, who says that? You're the one who made it popular. I'm going to say something and this might ruffle some feathers, but I'm known to do that. So it's okay. But I want us as a people to stop discrediting each other when we're giving you facts because it is a lot of mis um information on the internet but y'all pass on misinformation but shoot people down when they're giving you facts so i had seen a, a clip from alex holly from fox 29 who's actually from texas and she was saying, like, hey, it's Juneteenth, and we've been celebrating this for years. And people was in her comments like, you lying. You wasn't celebrating this. And you just know now because it's what? the holiday. Yes. And she oh, but had, it makes sense because white people crazy. <laughs> she had to. It was black people, too. That's why I'm saying. It wasn't black. It was black. It was sorry. Black All right. Well, I'll take that back. That's why I'm saying this. Because it you was know black what? people. yeah people just people just refuse to learn so I was corresponding with one of my um one of my old managers or whatever and she said that I said you know I really I didn't grow up knowing about Juneteenth or whatever she was like yeah because I think that it's fairly new I said well no it's not I said people in Texas they've been celebrating that celebrating it for a really long time so I guess she must have did her googles and then she was like oh I just looked it up you're right yeah, that's what I'm saying, yeah, Geneva. Right. Like, like it's a whole thing in yeah. Texas. Like so when it comes to, to black people celebrating, it's a whole thing. Yeah, and that's why I'm like, stop. She had to make a whole nother video. Like they had, like oh. some cities have Miss Juneteenth. It's yeah, a whole exactly. com- competition. A whole that's thing. what I'm saying. But being in Philly. Like, Oh, you, you only want to be saying something now because it's a national holiday. And she like, no, we've been celebrating this in Texas for years. Y'all just hearing about it. And like, it's yeah. okay. In other states, it's been a holiday for a long time. Right. So mm-hmm. yeah, I want us to stop doing it. Like we pass on so much misinformation that y'all discredit the, not, not y'all, some people discredit the right information so we got to do better with that if you don't know something or you question something just google it that's y'all got smartphones now come on but that's the thing about googling because there is misinformation 
but you sometimes people to... click on the first thing yeah you gotta yeah it's it's a lot to that but i still feel like in some ways some of our people are still enslaved we're not physical slaves but we... mentally like some of the stuff that we're doing to each other physically all of these shootings and all of this stuff like it's, people it's still sleep yeah people still sleep so. I, I don't know and that's the whole thing but again if you know if everybody knew their real history if they knew how strong we were as the people like even for instance I posted a article that I read about this whole watermelon thing, right? Because it was Mm -hmm. a whole thing about watermelon. So they weaponized the whole watermelon thing, right? Because what happened was, I didn't notice, during slavery, the slave owners would allow the enslaved people to grow their own watermelons, right? Mm-hmm. So then they could, they would grow their own watermelons, they would eat it or whatever. Now when they got free, they grew watermelons and sold the watermelons, and this is how they were able to make money. Mm-hmm. So by seeing that this was a way for them to pull themselves off their boot from their boot tra- bootstraps, right? Mm-hmm. They then basically weaponized the with the watermelon. Like, oh, (laughs) you know, this is what the black people eat because they're lazy. And I don't know. It's just so crazy how they just like turn a crop around to something that's negative. It's just like, it doesn't matter. It really does not matter because the whole idea that people who were enslaved in America are lazy is the dumbest idea I've ever heard. <laughs> you telling me that you went and fought a war, one of the deadliest wars in American history to, to save the right to enslave lazy people? Right. <laughs> and you telling me that these same lazy people made generations in the South rich? It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, at all. Who is lazy if you have other people raising your children? Who is the lazy one? Right. If you have other people cooking your food, cooking other your people, food, picking other people crops. making your garments, other people yeah. like <laughs> other Come people on. doing everything for you. Who is the lazy one? That's right. it's just mind games because all people have to do is just look at the facts and see what makes sense. Right. How does that make any sense? Yeah. Just like even watching the help. It made sense that this person can clean your house, raise your kid, but they can't use your bathroom because they so dirty. I, which one is it? They right. dirty, but they clean your house. They clean your house and raise your kids. <laughs> and raise your kids. They're the dirty ones. Right. They can't even urinate in your house because they're too dirty. Make but they it cook your food. Sense. Make it make sense. <laughs> they cook your food. <laughs> Ma'am, they have all types of diseases, but they cook your food. Child. It just doesn't make any sense. It, at all. At and once all. you <laughs> and once you look at things and you realize that everything is it's like um it's like a virtual reality or something. You know what I mean? It's like, mm-hmm. this is not real. You have to take your glasses off because it's not real. Like, <laughs> like that's not, because it's not real because once you, once it's easy to accept what someone is presenting you, that's just like as a child, when you're a child and your parents tell you Santa Claus is real, the Easter bunny is real, they create these, make-believe people for a reason right so they create santa claus have you think of santa claus is real so that you can act right and you believe it until you realize it ain't no evidence that this guy comes in my house (laughs) but if you your whole life is being told you're subhuman 
you can't do this. You can't do that. You need us. Blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? Like some people will believe it. Right. A lot of, yeah. I mean, that's still going on now. It's still going on now. So, and then not only, but not only are you going to believe it because what happens is there are systems in place to prove that it's true. Like, okay, yeah, no, you guys are not smart. Look at your test scores, right? right? And then when you say, well, the test scores, okay, are they getting the same books? Is mm-hmm. these the same books? Or right. How many kids are in class? What, you know what I mean? Like when you look at behind the curtain, you see, oh, okay. Because we, we're not starting at the same place. Exactly. <laughs> like, okay. Like you're comparing apples to oranges, not even. Yeah, you know, it's a lot that has to be learned, and I just feel like when you know better, you do better, and it got to got to start. We a lot of people rely on the school system. You can't. You have to teach your child at home because a lot of stuff I learned. I learned still learning. Yeah, still learning. Still learning. Even growing up, like I grew up, my mom had us study it, all different religions, and we celebrated Kwanzaa. We celebrate Christmas. Mm -hmm. So that's why when I said the Juneteenth celebration kind of reminded me of Kwanzaa, like we celebrated Kwanzaa and people was like, you don't celebrate Christmas. But this is the, and also this is the also misconception. Kwanzaa begins the day after Christmas. Right. So therefore, Kwanzaa, yeah, of course, it is a man-made holiday. It is a holiday that someone created for us as people who are descendants of slaves in America whose culture was lost. Right. So you can celebrate your Christianity holiday, which is Christmas, as well as celebrate Kwanzaa. On each day of Kwanzaa, these are different, this is a different African word to celebrate you as a person, to celebrate us as a people, and you give a homemade Homemade gift. gift. But people don't have information, they don't want to get the information and understand what it is and want to conform. But I do get it. See, this is this is the thing I do get. I do understand that we as people of enslaved Africans in America, we have hundreds of years of trauma that had been put on us that we're dealing with you know what I mean but it takes the generations to open up and say okay no the reason why we did this that way because I know it was a point in time where if you as a black person asked for too much you could be killed yeah now if people knew like for instance how many people of how many black people in America were murdered because they voted or mm-hmm. tried to vote. It would you be telling more of us me voting. that you wouldn't think that voting was important. Yeah. They don't teach you that in school. You have to learn that outside of school. Or if you go to college, you have to sign up for African American studies course. You have to, you know what I mean? You have to find this out outside. They're yeah. not teaching. But you. that's why I said if you have. A, a black child you have to uh, teach them stuff at home like I don't know it's just it's a lot you I'm not saying they're they're going to learn everything but some stuff to to expose them to it right and you home. have to be careful I know me because I do I, I throw a lot of black stuff at my daughter and so it's some things that I do have to be careful because I feel like she may digest it and it may show up in inappropriate ways. You know what I mean? But she's more aware. She's very aware of her surroundings. Like if she's somewhere and she's the only black girl or if it's another black girl, like I'm hearing it. Yeah. Yeah. It was another black girl here. Oh, I don't want her. I don't necessarily want to put her in a space where she's the only black girl, but if she is in that space, she got to know that she deserves to be there and she's as good as anybody else. Right. Yeah. Definitely, definitely got to teach that for sure, for sure. Yeah. So that's what I like. I don't want them to think because a lot of times, sometimes unconsciously, you know, some people are able to 
grow up, non-black people are able to grow up without having to worry about that kind of stuff, you know, and not even realize it. And then when they do, when they do see like a black person and they don't know how to react because sometimes their parents don't have those conversations with them. Yeah. I know somebody- yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like it has to go both ways. It, yeah, yeah. We black the, the white allies have to teach their kids and white it's all parents on their shoulders. Them. Though that's the thing. It, everything is on the white ally's shoulders, right? Because they can stop it by raising their kids appropriately. Period. If you if you guys are raising your kids like yeah, our descendants, I mean our ancestors did this and that to those people they don't want to talk about that that's what i'm saying like it's like people don't want to talk about the negative they don't want to talk about the negative yeah we we can celebrate our liberation but we don't want to talk about the murders and the rapes and all that stuff that had happened to our ancestors we don't want to talk about that let's not talk about that <laughs> let's just talk about y'all getting your freedom that's the least y'all got your freedom now didn't y'all you should be happy please something that i saw this uh it was a white man and I think his daughter had asked him, like, why do uh, white people hate black people so much or something? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so he had put, he told her to get salt and pepper and he poured both of them like on a plate or whatever. And um, This was on TikTok? Yeah, you've seen it? No, I didn't. It sounds (laughs) interesting though. He put salt and pepper on a plate or whatever and um, he was like, they are they're all mixed up right she was like yeah he says so now pick the black ones out and she was like I can't she was like they're all mixed together he was like exactly that's how we should look at everybody everybody is the same we're all mixed together nobody should be treated differently than of course oh, I, thought I'm he, not. I, thought, I thought he had a reason huh I thought he was going to show her the reason I'm like I was I was about to say like I'm not saying the whole thing correctly but he basically was saying like we're we're all mixed together we're it's, it's, it shouldn't be black and white you know what I'm saying like we shouldn't be treated no differently than they are because when at the end of the day like we all bleed the same we're all human and all this stuff but I just think that was a good way to teach a child because it's salt and pepper like you asked her to pick out the black specs like you know how hard it is how hard it would be to do that like but I feel like it also can teach you hey don't ever mix them together because you ain't gonna be able to get out you know what I mean like if you mix (laughs) if you mix together like you stuck like you stuck with them um I mean at the end of the day it's just all about ego and pride and power you know white supremacy is a drug it and is. not only do but it's so not only does black it. people not does not only is black people addicted to it white people addicted to it asian people addicted to it like uh yeah. cubans mexican so many people are addicted to that white supremacy yeah it's it's, it's, it, it's, it's vicious it is. it's vicious that's what i'm saying like honestly i had to my daughter is darker than i am and honestly colorism is uh, a child of white supremacy and I used to always say that I wanted to have like a dark-skinned kid or whatever and then I would tell my daughter that you know when she would say things like oh I wish I was as light as you whatever and I'd be like yo like this is how I broke it down to her as a small kid I explained to her how the first human <laughs> was from Africa like this is this is this is the you know the alpha this is the beginning of humanity in africa so i'm like you know if you're darker then you're you're closer to you know what i mean more pure to the first human more closer to the first human that's how i could try to explain to her like that's something you should be proud of basically you should be proud of being of darker hue or whatever you know what I mean like because you're beautiful you know you're you're fr- you look more like you're from Africa like I always I feel like growing up anytime we've seen any um images of Africa which is a freaking continent it's so obnoxious when people refer to Africa like it's a country or a state you know what I mean like it's a huge continent and um 
if she looked like me growing up, I know the only time we saw Africa was like maybe National Geographic or um, like feed the children oh, stuff. Yeah. yeah, feed the children with flies on their face or whatever. So it was always negative images. This is the work of white supremacy, right? right. These people were in this land. They needed us to help them. They're savages, blah, blah, So once I create this narrative of like, you know, Africa being a great place right. and then like, you know, you being a descendant of people from there, then I think you can change the perception of it. Like, you know, being a darker hue is a positive. It's not a negative. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I just, I, that, that, cause me being a dark skinned female, that's something that, but it started in the home with my mom telling us like, you're beautiful and your skin yeah. is beautiful. And, and I can't like say, that. that's what I'm saying. I know that growing up, if you were out in the sun too long, sometimes there were comments made. Yeah. If people were dark and dark, it was comments made. Everything is, has been for years about survival because, you know, during Jim Crow, they felt like lighter skinned people were more popular just because this whole, you know, birth of a nation lie and everything, you know, everything is just propaganda about darker skinned people. And, you know, like, cause even when they were selling slaves, you know, it was like, mm-hmm. if it was a darker person, they were stronger. And mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? If they were lighter than they work in the kitchen, everything is just like propaganda that's created. This stuff is fake. It's not real. Like that's the yeah. whole thing. It's like, so I don't know. I, I just think, you know, we as a people should do better with teaching our children, with learning more about where we came from, certain traditions that we had to stop to, for survival. A lot of times things had to stop because, you know, if you if it was more than three people gathered, you know, there, there was some laws where Black people couldn't celebrate together. Right. <laughs> so people it's, sometimes people don't understand it's some things that we do that is a tradition but we don't really know what the origin of it is right like. exactly like for like i'm saying like for for july like we put on red white well i don't but i've seen people do it put on red yeah, white i wouldn't red. do that today but catch me 10 years ago or 15 years ago it didn't it didn't matter to me but yeah. you won't catch me doing that today. I I would I wouldn't do that today. I wouldn't, you know. And the more I learn about, the, the more I see the importance of commemorating Juneteenth, I understand how less important the Fourth of July is to me. Yeah, I'm gonna say this, and then I'm gonna stop talking because we go order or. But because my pa- my parents <laughs> were red, I, I would say they were radicals. My mother, right. and my father, <laughs> like they a lot of stuff they just did not like tolerate, put up with. They taught us like so. No, was they was this. they five percenters or something? My dad was a five percent. Your dad was a five percent. So that in itself <laughs> says a lot, right there. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. because of that, it was like a lot of stuff just was not tolerated in our house so that's how I got to like because I I, I'm radical on a lot of stuff so but I got it honestly because that's how my parents were so what would you say you're radical about like the way I speak up about stuff and like I don't hold back with saying like how I feel like I I I'm not I have so like I just feel like we've been held back for so long and now that I know the truth about a lot of stuff I'm not being quiet about it and I don't care who feels some type of way who feels oh you shouldn't say this and that's what people tell me all the time oh you shouldn't say this and you shouldn't say that you're going to offend who cares but when you learn you say for so long right but when you say well you know what they tried to quiet Ida B. Wells like this. Right. Listen, <laughs> <Like> <laughs> you know your history. Quiet. You know where you came from. You know that's what I'm saying. They yeah. don't want you know people don't want you to speak the truth, but that's the whole thing. Like because people be scared. They be so um moved by the white man. <laughs> 
no I can't no it's been yeah I and, think it's just a matter of survival honestly I think a lot of it is just survival and not understanding yeah but I, I'm not doing it no more I made a point in my life where I'm not doing it no more and the fact that I went to HBCU mm-hmm. and that taught me a lot of things that opened up my eyes to a lot of things I'm so glad that I decided to go to HBCU for grad school mm-hmm. because I went to a PWI for undergrad and the things that I experienced there was not the same as I did by HBCU. But now that yeah. my eyes are open, I want all my nieces and nephews to go to HBCUs and everybody right. to experience an HBCU because it's a different type right. of, you know, experience. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. But we're going to jump into um, our lyrics. That's how we like to end our podcast, a lyric that relates to our episode or a song lyric that's been on our mind or that we've been singing all week. So what's your lyrics, Janina? <laughs> so like I was saying, like this was just really deep for me. Um, this whole Juneteenth uh, talk and um, just reading a lot about it and it just was heavy on my heart. So I was also listening to Don Lemon. He has a podcast. Um, <laughs> I think it's called I Will Not Be Silent or something like that, right? <laughs> they don't let Don Lemon loose. So <laughs> he was basically breaking that, breaking down Lift Every Voice and Sing. And he had um, a choir, I think it was a choir director from uh, one of the HBCUs on there. And I just kind of thought about Lift Every Voice and Sing because I went to a Black elementary school week sang it in school and just now I realized that a lot of people don't know it a lot of people did not sing it in assemblies so first verse yeah we only I think we only sang the first verse but I believe in music music class we did learn the second stanza I believe but uh we used to I believe either sing the first or the second stanza because I believe there's three total but um I just thought about how powerful the lyrics are. So I'm I'm just gonna do the chorus. So sing a song. I'm not gonna sing it. Sing a song full of the faith that the dark past has taught us. Sing a song full of the hope that the present has brought us. Facing the rising sun of our new day begun. Let us march on till victory is won. Wow. And I feel like I feel like we're still at the let us march on. Yeah, but those those that those lyrics are deep, and I feel like as a kid when you were singing it, didn't get it. No, no, you didn't. I did. Yeah. So yeah, I didn't. That's why I said when I was listening to that podcast, they broke down like every stanza, and it was like, and they were talking about you know the guy who wrote it and all that. It it was one of the. It was he also had I think a congressman on there who's trying to get lift every voice and sing as the national hymn. Okay. yeah so my lyrics this week are from freedom by beyonce wait wait just a backtrack on this beyonce did you hear about trick daddy (laughs) girl uh yeah i messed like just what is it it about beyonce hey people just be saying stuff but it begs people be saying stuff to like get but it backfires i feel like if you want to be trending, you know to say anything about Beyonce exactly. because you're going to be trending. And that's what I was like. At first, I was like, so some type of way that he said this, like no, defending he, it. And I'm like, you no, know what? I think he's, to be trending. Right. But the fact that it was on Clubhouse, it right. wasn't no way for him to, I guess, really assure that it was going to be exposed. But he doubled and tripled down on it. No, he did. A, he did. I seen like an interview he did with Mark Lamont Hill. That was after the clubhouse clip came out. But he was still saying it. I like, said he doubled and tripled down on it. But right. it first got exposed because somebody posted the clip from Clubhouse where he clubhouse was talking about the whole mess in itself. So. He was talking about it on Clubhouse. He said the lady can barely sing. <laughs> he was say it's no songs that I heard her sing that that make me feel some type of way. I'm like. You just so irrelevant that you looking for something. They was, Black Twitter was killing it, man. They they basically 
took the rating of his um restaurant right and i heard the food was good and i heard the food was good i heard the food was good too but see this is the thing then i saw somebody say something like i don't know why beyonce doesn't try to control her fans and tell them to stop she don't have nothing to do with that she didn't stick them on anybody no these are adults these are people who you chose you know what her fans are like Right. To say that she barely can sing is a troll. Gotta be. It's a troll. Because yeah. there's a lot of singers who, who really barely can sing. sing. Right. Beyonce's not one of them who barely. You're not a, a young star. He can barely he, rap. <laughs> child. Anyway, let me get back to my. Okay, song. go ahead, freedom. <laughs> exactly. Because I ain't trying to. <laughs> I ain't trying to have a, uh, the, the, the trick. I don't know what they The Miami call. 305 click. Yeah, I'm not trying to have them come to me. So let me be quiet. So my lyrics are from Freedom by Beyonce. They say, freedom, freedom, I can't move. Freedom, freedom, cut me loose. Seeking freedom, freedom, where are you? Because I need my freedom. That, though, I picked those lyrics because I just feel like we we still don't fully have our freedom we're still fighting for our freedom a lot of things in a workplace with our hair even this whole thing with the uh the olympics and how they like it's just a lot and we're 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 still not fully free so no no (sighs) yeah let us march on (laughs) yes 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 yeah so we're going to get out of here um thank you guys for tuning in and for listening and we will catch you guys next week see you guys thanks for listening to my mom and auntie make sure you guys follow them on instagram at the underscore john underscore podcast and on twitter at w underscore the day don't forget to ask the John. Send in your listener letters to the John Pod at gmail.com. Bye, peoples. Be blessed.